Did you just say someone who knows football and lions in the same sentence? Didn't like the skin I was in. We're gonna bitch and shit all over everybody. I am tasting the number. What does it taste like? It tastes like blue. Dave wanted to put you two on the rankings and mark one. Uh, even though you're number one in the league. Out. How is he gonna do uh, that? I told you once, and I'll tell you again. Bobby D ain't going out like a bitch. For this week, I knew I was gonna lose. I, I don't know how. I just had that feeling. Our horses are well fed this week and ready to run. What's up, Hot Dog Nation? It's your boy, Torzy, aka Mr. Unlimited. Can you so, hear me? So yeah, we can hear you. So, All right, so guys, he, I, my connection wasn't good. I I pulled up to the carpet liquidators and joined the back. What's up, hot dog fans? This is your dude Duong, talking from Thailand. I'm speaking to you in the future. At the end of the league, when I win, I'm gonna take a small bottle of champagne and spread my. Judge Judy and my co-host, as always, GM of Wonderlick Warriors, Walker Tassin. How you doing, Walker? Excited. I'm excited to be back. Another year, year three of our league. And you know Sounds what? Flying. To everyone who missed the draft party at Drew's house, um, we had, what, four people show up. Hopefully we can double that next year. Um, we shot guns. We drafted players. And... We ate good food, so we hope to have everyone the next year. But Walker, um, any thoughts before we get into to the rankings? Uh, you know, all I can think about right now is just desperately trying to hide my hubris on my team. Yeah, and I, 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 I wasn't supposed to do this, but um, I will reveal that uh, you ranked yourself twelfth. Um, you can only imagine. Um, yeah, that decision was at the end of a bunch of random uh automatic thoughts about how you're somehow making yourself in a better position by doing that i i, mean, well, I, I saw tenant recently so i'm trying to invert my hubris yeah remember like just like tenant don't uh don't try to figure out just feel it yeah <laughs> um look man this was a good exercise it was fun it was a little bit difficult to get everybody's rankings cole put up the ultimate fight and did like the ultimate power move which I will reveal later in this uh, this rank, but it's fun to see. It, there was this famous uh, case in New York. This woman got shot, and there was about eighty six different people that saw um, the person get shot, and everyone's story was a little bit different. And it's interesting to see how everybody views every team. Um, some people just didn't give a fuck and put themselves number one. Some people probably tried to be too measured. Other people put themselves at three or four. When I know they kind of you know, they could have put them higher. So um, I won't, the only rankings that I'll reveal um, on this podcast is Coles and Walkers, which I just did. <laughs> um, but hey, without further ado, this, we're going to keep this one short. Um, we're going to just do the rankings. Here are your preseason GM power rankings.
Coming in at number 12, we have C. Murda. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Please, continue. You were saying something about best intentions. What's the matter? Oh, you were finished. Oh, well, allow me to retort. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? What country you from? What? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? What? English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? No! Then why you trying to fuck him like a bitch, Brent? Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Brent. You trying to fuck well, Marcellus Wallace don't like to be fucked by anybody except Mrs. Wallace. You read the Bible, Brent? Yes. Well, there's this passage I got memorized. So it fits this case. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay upon thee. Connor, um, analyzing his draft, um, he's really pulling on guys that really haven't been fantasy relevant in a while. And if they have, it's only been for a few times. I, for instance, Saquon, Juju, Antonio Brown. He had, Speaking of hubris, he had the hubris to draft two QBs back-to-back, one who's not starting and the other one who's starting as a bad shoulder. The first one being Trey Lance, the second one being Dak Prescott. And then my two least favorite picks of Connors, Benny Snell and Latavius Murray. Oh, <laughs> Latavius. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to figure he's going to have Dak Prescott in the starting lineup tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, he's going with a lot of guys looking to make uh, a comeback, so to speak, or uh, reach the plateau again. Yeah, he got Saquon at 12. Um, he fell precipitously in our draft. Most drafts is going between like five and eight. Um, I just think, just like you, you can relate to this. He took some names. He took some big names. Um, yeah. I got to say, it, it feel, I think it, it just kind of feels right, DK being on his team. You know what I mean? It, yeah, and Jason Myers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I do. Some, there's part of his team. And there's part of all of this. Some of us do too much research. I overthink it. Um, Luke Duke makes 400 trades a night. Uh, Connor keeps it Connor, right? He drafts what he knows, doesn't do too much research, and he's made the playoffs, you know, one of three, one of three years. So, um, yeah, I think he actually made it to the championship that first year, and he was right. kind of running away with it for a you're while. Right. So, uh, you know, I do like. I remember sitting in the draft. I was kind of drafting behind him at times, and. Uh, him take I don't know when he took Tony Pollard, but that was a good I I remember thinking like, God damn it, how did he know? <laughs> Why would he <laughs> how would he do that? Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison are like those bets you make in Vegas every year and they don't hit for like six years, but they just need to hit once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like ten dollars on plus twenty eight hundred odds. Um, so a little little something unforeseen happens and that guy's right to the top. So exactly. So see Murda. Number 12, I'll just say that it was a pretty consensus number 12, so we'll, we'll see where he ends up at the end of the year. But going in to number 11, we have the Wonderlick Warriors. 
Scale of one to ten, how you feeling about that? Oh, being uh, uh, one well, the, the league, and ten being um, I'm using this as a chip on my shoulder. Ooh, uh, I, I think you made that easy for me. I'm gonna go with ten. Okay. okay. Yeah. Walker, is your yeah. tight end? Is the tight end that you're starting against me? Is that a joke? No, 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 no. This is Princeton's finest, man. Uh, I, I'm 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 nervous about that, but uh, you know what? Uh, that guy, after I did a little more research about him after that big three TD game, found out he was a first team All Ivy Leaguer and he's switched positions to tight end, and that's why he hasn't played the last couple of years. Yeah, I love it. And is that why your is, is that why your team name is Wonderlick Warriors? Is after Jesper Horstead's Wonderlick scores? I had some. Yeah, yeah. The, the Ivy League was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, not. <laughs> I mean, I guess look hindsight, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's you know, I had Princeton on the brain, yeah. Oh, good old hindsight. I, I, the, one of the things I love about Jesper Horstead is if you look up his stats, um, the last statistical season he had was 2019. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not only do we not know who he is, he hasn't played in two years. He's um, also, <laughs> somehow he's zero percent rostered. <laughs> I know. I, I don't even. Yeah. Uh, there's no way he's going to start for you tomorrow. But tell me about Gus Edwards. Oh, Gus the bus, man. I got a little uh, – I was really nervous about that Kareem Hunt pick. I mean, it's not a bad pick for my second slot, but Gus the bus getting slotted into that number one spot on the number one running game in the uh, in the league. Uh, yeah, that, that really has boosted my morale the last yeah. week and a half, last two weeks. And you're, you're putting all the chips in on the Tennessee Titans offense. Yep. Yeah, it really ended up shaking out that way. You know, once uh, LaMarvelous Jackson got taken off the board, I I had to do the, the Tennessee stack. But I, you know what? I like it. Yeah. Well, look, look I'll give you this. Um, you suck. You get, you get your guys. Julio might frustrate you, but you still have them. There's absolutely no um, no reason you should start Horstead tomorrow but or this Sunday. But if he catches a touchdown, we are never going to hear the end of it. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> right. I'll tell you one thing, though. I mean, like, is like as weak as as much as I've been getting killed in the uh, by the computer and the rankings and all this. Uh, I, I mean, I yeah, hubris aside, you know, I mean, lot, I mean, I have to have like the best receiver core around. You know, I mean, there's no weak spots there and they're all 20 million dollar guys. It's it's just impossible to look at your team without seeing Horsted. Yeah, yeah. You're right, Cooper Brown, um, Jones. I mean, you got Brown specifically. Tyree Kill, the Cheetah, the Cheetah, and then uh, just really uh, Deshaun Watson. Really, you had to do that. I I had, you know what? Last pick in the draft, man. I mean, why? Yeah, I had to. You know. I think subconsciously, like getting a bad draft ga- grade is good for you because you're so anti-establishment. Like, if you got a good draft grade, you'd be more worried about this team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I don't trust those guys. Yep. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move in. We're gonna move on, so to speak, um, into number ten on our power rankings. We have the Tiger Fins. Cry, baby, jock, wimp, musclehead. Shut up! I think I'll kill the dolphin first. I wouldn't want you to miss that. And there's a snap, a kick, and it's good. Miami. Good to see somebody who doesn't buckle under the pressure. What would you know about pressure? Well, I have kissed a man. Kick in a Super Bowl than the famous kick heard around the world. I mean, it's clear to me that it was a good hold. Finkel just put it in. 
when I went into this process to get all of the names and all of the power rankings, I wasn't sure about three people. Connor, Matt, and Cole gave me the rankings for, for various reasons. Um, the first message Cole sent me was teams with players I want. Dave, Luke, Grady. And then he said, based on the draft, I will be number one. Luke will be number two. Dave will be number three. Grady will be number four. And finally, the rest of the teams won't finish. It's unclear <laughs> what that means, but uh, evidently Cole has completely gotten rid of the fifth and sixth playoff spot. But after the playoffs, it don't matter. His first three picks were running back. Him having Nick Chubb just feels right. Um, he's got Cole Beasley on his team, uh, which is just kind of like a wild card pick. Um, my favorite pick of his is Brandon Cooks because someone has to catch passes in Houston. Uh, <laughs> and... It's just epic, Cole. Uh, anytime he comes in with that much confidence, you know, putting himself in number one, drafting every running back available. Um, last year, he had all those injuries. So, I mean, were you with him during the draft or no? No, uh-uh. But uh, I got to say, I like that he's given Carson another go-around. I love his running back core. I like that he's got two, you know, traditional studs up between the tackles. And then his third running back, I'd, I'd call Eckler the you know total yards guy i think he's got everything you want in the running game yeah he didn't go too crazy like he did last year you know taking like six running backs i think four of his first six picks were running backs but that's not a bad strategy yeah but he he realized you can't trade him once they get hurt you know (laughs) he just needs to imagine him and luke duke just throwing trade offers to each other just like swings like a boxing match Oh, that is one thing we got to keep an eye on this year because of Cole's uh, with last year when he accepted that trade on accident and created that controversy. I think now all he's doing is like every day he's offering Luke Duke the maximum amount of trades he's allowed to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll get to Luke Duke's trade behavior. Um, but the, the Tiger fins um, coming in with a lot of confidence. Um, but and so we'll see where, where he ends up. And so let's get into number nine. Coming in at number nine, cooking with gas. Gas. Cooking with gas. Cooking with gas. gas. We all cook better when we're cooking with gas. gas. Gas is so hot, it's not on when it's off. It's the only way to cook. That's what I was taught. Now, here's a fact you should have to know to pass. Now, not attend chefs. Only cook with gas. Why is that, you say? Can I cook my way? The benefits we have to tell will really make you think. So listen, class, because we're going to go fast. Here are all of the reasons you should cook with gas. I cook with gas because I'm in control. The flame could be adjusted for the perfect shrimp Oh, The bird is not on when I think it's not. I can simmer brown or boil in the same metal pot. Cooking with gas. Cooking with gas. We all cook better when we're cooking with gas. He started off the draft with a bang and I actually really love that when someone doesn't go chalk and I mean he took the number two pick but he went straight in for Dalvin and for what I remember Drew it happened really really quickly so this was a predetermined mm-hmm. um, decision by Art you gotta you gotta respect how quickly he pulled that trigger you know I, I thought it was a uh, you know question marks went up when I saw that but uh, you know you can't fault a guy when they know what they want you know what I mean that's that's always I think that's a good strategy it pays off a lot of times and it doesn't and he got his guy, David Montgomery, in the second round. <clears throat> Gave him, like, four or five strong games. He liked his team last year. Um, yeah. And, you know. The running backs he ended up with. Uh, seventh round, Tanyan. Didn't see that coming. Um, sixth round, David Johnson. And then Tom Brady in the fourth round was pounding. Uh, yeah, that one. I think he's going to come to regret that one a little bit. But, uh, you know what? Brady – got off to a slow start last year because he didn't know the offense didn't have a uh preseason but uh he might start the year hot this year and then cool off i think it might be the opposite of what you saw last year yeah i mean he he, he might have the quarterback on the best offense in the league so <clears throat> yeah um, at least in the first quarter i suppose if, that, if, if he's a top eight guy next year top five top six um that'll pay off and that'll like validate the pick um and he took my boy adam thielen after you know two years of him on my team, it, it is it's sad to see him go. Feeling um, feeling and Lockett on the same team is like the most underrated wide receiver core of the last five years. It's pretty. I love that pairing actually. Like no, they don't get any. They've never gotten any of the credit they deserve. So like, 
there's ever a year and maybe a team that they belong on, it's arts. Because you look at his whole entire team, like he, he drafted really weird and he like took guys where you shouldn't take guys, but like he doesn't have a lot of depth because of that. But his starting lineup is pretty good. It is pretty. It, I'm looking at it right now. And usually, Arch, uh, his projected points, and say what you want on the projected points, but like he would fall f- below that and he would often overperform or kind of finish around that projection. <coughs> He's up at like 132. So that. That lineup is um, there's really no holes, mm-hmm. um, and like like you said, Lockett, Thielen, Pittman, um, and Montgomery, Cook, Art, you know, Art might come back this year and, and push for a playoff spot. Um, I, so- I like that he's got like really no. I mean, apart from Cook, he's got no guys that are like you know they're all overshadowed guys. You mentioned it with. Lockett and Thielen, like they're overshadowed by guys on their own team, but they're studs. So I kind of like uh, him having kind of like an Island of Misfit Toys kind of kind of squad here. Yeah, a quirky draft, but when when it's all said and done, you look at his uh, starting lineup and it's stout. So let's uh, let's go into the next one. We're gonna move on from cooking with gas straight into number eight, genius tendencies. So it just makes sense that LaMichael P. Ryan's on his bench. It just feels oh, yeah. good, you know? Yeah. Um, who would have thought? And he got Adams back. The Josh Allen pick, um, obviously you saw a lot in Josh Allen last year. I couldn't quite navigate the Raven appropriately to drop off my uh, my letter to Lions. So, um, <laughs> if you're out there, I miss you, dog. Um you know, he texted me. I thought he was fucking with me before the draft. He was like, "I like these Jets, man. Uh, how many Jets are you taking in the draft?" And I thought he was, I thought he was screwing with me. But I, I had to. I was drafting like behind him most rounds in the draft, and uh, God, it was he was so unpredictable. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't figure him out. Yeah. So like he ended up taking a lot of guys, and then uh, he, he kind of put me for a loop in a lot of rounds. Yeah. The Ronald Jones pick, I think, is pretty good. I think, like, Fournette is – I think Ronald Jones get the bulk of the carries there. Um, James Robinson, obviously, with ETN getting hurt. Um, and this is before that injury, too. So he was high on him before ETN, uh, you know, went down, too. And then, you know what? I I didn't think much of it, but I think Corey Davis is going to overperform what people think uh, this year. He's the number one. It, it, it's interesting, like, to get inside the mind of Lions – and because he's always had like unique connections to players um, that are often like extraordinarily either obscure or um, no offense, baby. He's yeah, back. <laughs> I, I think if did a Venn diagram of like your your two brains. There'd be some overlap there, but I think he's a little bit more uh, more zany. And I, and I would love to know. I would just love to sit down with him during the draft research process, um, if there is one, or, or if there's lines just like at the corner of his eye, seeing an article and a name either liking the name or seeing them make like one play or just the way their Jersey looks. I just, maybe it's a combination of all that, but um, over here in a conversation at the grocery store. Yes. Yes. And just like, <laughs> who says I like those jets? Um, but he's got Trevor Lawrence on the bench. Um, and like I said, Allen Adams, um, that's a hell of a two. Um, yeah, you know, he's really good at making sure he gets that quarterback anchor. So like he, again, he's top heavy. You know, he's going to have a few guys, Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, and uh, James Robinson probably carrying him through most weeks, but that's worked for him. So mm-hmm. he's pretty much using the same template that he's used the last two years. And last two years, he's he's been a contender, a serious contender. Yes, yes. And, yeah, he's got a tough matchup with Bob the first week, too. Um, so, Matt, if you're out there, hope you're listening. Um Good luck with the team this year. And, uh, you know, I'm happy you got LaMichael P. Ryan. So let's get into number seven. Um, coming in at number seven, Miles High Club. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Coming home to a place 
You know, I sometimes wonder about Luke. Is he a wheeler? Is he a dealer? Or is he just addicted to the thrill of what if? You know, like they say in our brains, we release more dopamine from making bets, not winning, not winning them. And I just think he likes to make trades. He, I had a trade offer almost immediately after the draft and just haggling with him back and forth. Um, I just think he enjoys it. And, and I think that, Luke, that's Luke, the fun part for him. Yeah. He's one of those guys draft. that like, likes to buy in early on someone. You know, like Javante Williams or like last year with Zach Moss and even this year, Zach Moss. He, you know, I imagine he does the same thing with stocks. Um, he sees something. It's, they're not quite there yet, but if they hit, he's going to feel really good about it. I remember last year he had like all the handcuff guys. You know, I think he's kind of a counterculture guy too. You know, he's, he knows who the studs are. He respects them and all that. But I know he'd rather win with the guys that people overlook. You know what I mean? And I looking down at his squad, I I feel like I see a lot of that in Aaron Aaron Jones, Jacoby Myers, uh, Lamar Jackson, even Miles Sanders. You know, these are a lot of guys people are kind of selling or stay away from this year. They screwed me last year, kind of guys. And Luke Duke swooped them all up. Yeah, some of his draft is like super deep cut fantasy research. Um, he got Jacoby Myers really late in the draft. I didn't need a ride receiver, and I was looking at Meyer. I was like, oh, I got I, that, That's the guy I'm taking. And I I was just blown away that Luke, Luke Duke was another guy picking in front of me a lot. And uh, he took Myers pretty late. That's probably going to turn out to be a pretty good pick. Yeah. I think, actually, think looking at people's benches tells you more about them than looking at the starting lineups. Um, and, and, like, you don't have Tony Jones Jr. in your team unless you're doing some like like i said deep cut fantasy research so um you know he's betting betting on jamar chase um yeah i I look at his starting lineup getting harris and jones back to back was huge those guys will be bell cows this year um and then betting on miles sanders to improve he's got a sexy team i like the giovanni bernard on tampa bay too i feel like it's finally a place where he can shine yeah and i guess he's, he's gotten rid of michael thomas since I did this right up for this uh, podcast, but I thought that was a peculiar move to draft him. Um, but aside from that, uh, he seems going to be competitive. Um, so let's get, let's move on from Miles High Club, and let's get in to number six, last year's champion with the belt, the Stallions. Slide through my hands 
should note that the the difference between the sixth and the fifth is point one. So he could have very well been fifth. Um, He's still in the playoffs. What, what do you? What do you? Can you explain all the moves before the draft? Before games have been played? What you know? What do you think's going on there? Has he made uh, some trades already? Up up late at night with the baby and just like going through stuff and picking up people and dropping them. No trades. I think just a lot of pickups. No, no, he's made he's made twelve moves and he's also made two trades. Oh wow. Okay, so I he, to, oh wow. One you know trade, what? sorry. He traded uh he traded for Michael Thomas and Javante oh Williams. Goodness. He traded Claypool away to Luke Duke for, for Michael Thomas and Javante Williams. Oh, uh, might be my okay. So Michael Thomas is the throw-in. The stash Stagger's confident in himself. He's like, you know, he thinks that he's just going to get the last eight weeks of Michael Thomas. Keep him on the I, IR. I think all these moves, you know, no one Stagger. I think it's more of an insecurity move. I think he's uh, this is these these like things Shots you do right fired, before right. the test. You know what I mean? Uh, whether it's warranted that he he should feel a little insecure <laughs> or not, but that might be the key to his success, utilizing that anxiety. You know. Channeling the insecurity. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I like how you kind of fixed it at the end, but that was a shot. Um, <laughs> and it's a shot that he's ranked where he is. Um, I, you know, I don't know how he pulls the championship out of this roster, but I'm not doubting him. Um, and like, Zeke Elliott is the linchpin on his team. I think his team's going to go as far as uh, Zeke Elliott uh, will take him. But uh, I think that's why he got Javante Williams too, and yeah. James Conner. I think he's he's right where he should be, right in the middle of the pack. Um, he probably, you know, Kenny Galladay. We'll see what happens with him. But uh, but yeah, Stager. Um, he's okay. I think a lot of people rank Stager middle of the pack because they're really tired of him just running away with the league every week, like like it was the last two years and all of last year. But like. You look at his team, Marquez Callaway and DJ Moore. Those are the kinds of names that we look at right now. And four weeks into the year, we're all just like, of course. Like, of course, DJ Moore is having his breakout year and, you know, leading like what Stefan Diggs did three years ago. Like, Stagger's going to do it. Look at this, the top, you know, all the way down to Zeke Elliott. Mahomes, Diggs, Moore, Callaway, and Elliott. He's going to do it again, guys. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Yeah, he's going to be good again, good again. And Callaway is like a number one receiver. And like I said, I, you just can't doubt him. Um, he, he's there. He, like last year, he just absolutely dominated this league. Like, <laughs> that, like that usually doesn't happen. Like that was like a, I've, I've been in very few leagues where that like wall to wall dominance, start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, Stager. You, you can you know even though you won a championship, we did you the service of putting a chip on your shoulder. Um, so let's get in number five. Like I said before, a point one difference coming at number five, judge Judy. Walker, if you're looking at my team and I, and you, you specifically, um, I think you're anti-Judge Judy. Can you present a case against my team? Two words. Dallas Goder. Off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of like my fuck you to everyone. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can you guys do a little side bet with uh, Dallas Goder and uh, Jesper, whatever the fuck his name is? If Horstead. It's, it's, Learn it's, it. It, it, like, Love it's it. like golf. I'm going to have to give him some strokes. <laughs> like we got to see if Jesper catches balls, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm all about having a tight end with the, with a, with a goofy name. Um, I just didn't prioritize tight end at all. I, I don't think my team's sexy at all, but my team's never really been sexy. The, the only thing I did unusual is draft a lot of black guys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> take inventory of that. Oh no. Um, I won't get into the specifics of that, but I guess, you know, I guess I'm drifting away from the white guys. Um, and I took Kyler Murray. I wanted one of those quarterbacks this year. That's what I was going to mention. I think uh, you taking Kyler Murray is kind of like uh, this, this ends now. I'm not going to 
neglect this quarterback position any longer. My quarterbacks were gross last year. <clears throat> I had I think, to, uh, go ahead. I think your team's pretty nasty, man. I I I voted you number one, and not only do I think that your starting lineup is real strong, but your bench is really interesting and deep. Like Will Fuller being suspended, I think just one game. He was a difference maker for Stagger last year when he was playing, and he's going to be the number one in Miami. And then you've got Trey Sermon, who's could be the number one running back in San Francisco, and they run the ball a ton. Elijah Moore, dude. Elijah Moore, I shouldn't hype him up too much because, like, then I'll never be able to trade for him. But I think he's like Antonio Brown, man. I think he's going to come into the league and just be, like, this little quick, like, Tyree kill Antonio Brown guy. And everybody's like, ah, yeah, the little joystick wide receiver. And then Michael, do you're you're it, well, I, I think you're right. Man. It's just you're screwing up his first name. It's Rondale Moore. It's definitely not. You, you need to, <laughs> you, I'm glad I'm I'm glad that that's recorded. Because <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna come in stridently with a correction like that, you gotta yeah. Like, fucking wonder anti wonderland warrior. <laughs> uh, Walker Walker, you have the wrong rookie more on your team, I'm sorry to say. But no, your 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 team makers. is really really scary, Dave. I think you did a good job, man. I think it's weird when when you get a, one of those quarterbacks, those premier guys, usually there's some hole in the rest of the lineup. Maybe it's tight end. Maybe that's like me last year. You're going to constantly try to be filling in this tight yeah. end void all year. But, um, yeah, I think your team's solid. Yeah. Yeah, you, I think you. there's a lot of similarities between uh, your and Art's team. You know, you guys don't have too many front runners, but you got all the right uh, – you know, glue guys, McLaurin, Higgins, Gibson, Mixon, none of them are like at the front of the line where everybody's taking them, but they're all people that are going to be pretty close to hundred percent rostered. Yeah. I, I'm betting on Judy, like breaking out. Um, and I think <clears throat> Trey Sermon will be starting by the end of the year. I just don't think most are going to play 16 games. Uh, will Fuller's Notre Dame guy. So took that. And um, yeah, I, I think I have a few, I have a few of Drew's players from last year, Gibson, Higgins, um, I, th- there's a lot of um, betting on good second year guys, like performing. So it's a solid uh, strategy. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move on from Judge Judy. We're gonna get in to the top four, and these teams are separated by 1.1 points from one to four. Previously, I said there's a clear number one. It's pretty clear, but um, let's get into it. Number four, coup. And the gang. Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. I rated Grady number one. He was my number one favorite team. Um, I know he does tons of fantasy drafts, but um, I love his wide receivers. And I do think, like, the Edwards Hilaire pick could bite him in the ass, or it could be he's just, he's, he's as good as he was last year. But um, I like his depth, and um, I just think. The Rams' offense is really strong. C.D. Lamb will have a breakout year, and then he has Christian, and he and he probably shouldn't have got Christian because Art probably should have taken Christian. So, you know, it wouldn't be a uh, a hot dog draft without Grady having the number one or two pick. Mm-hmm. Wow, good call. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot how unlucky and his like his first two years he just he just had that cloud <laughs> his head all the time. He had the curse, kind of like that number one uh, pick going chalk too if if somehow that curse transpires and christian mccaffrey's out for the year then we need Grady to stop playing just for the sake of our football fans all around the world just give him the 12th pick just (laughs) vote him out of the league he'd probably take the 12th pick if that happened every year from here on out (laughs) yeah he probably didn't like the the number two pick 
Um, well, he's solid, man. I gotta say, I him taking Trevor. He took Boyd pretty late, like I want to say in the tenth round or something. He was just lingering there, and uh, I think that pick is gonna be. Uh, I think that pick's gonna be very beneficial to him this yeah. year. He he clearly like Sony Michelle, Daryl Williams. So he has the KC backfield and the LA Rams backfield, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so he's gonna have to make um calculated starts each week but i guess he can have some take some solos that if one guy gets hurt he'll have the next guy but it's not exactly like you know these backfields aren't like profound or anything like that so i do kind of wonder why uh he prioritized that yeah even though i do understand the handcuff thing it seems like if you were to do that you do that with better backfields yeah i the kc one's a little perplexing but i think it's just a little insecurity about clyde eddie hilaire and uh you know, coming off the uh, getting injured at the end of the season and how they just wouldn't give him the reins in that offense. You know, I just, I don't get it. Are you, are you when you speak of insecurity, which as a therapist, I appreciate you doing, um, are you speaking of draft insecurity or general insecurity? Uh, draft insecurity. So okay. he's taking Clyde Eddie Hilaire, but he's thinking like, crap, is he really going to get 250 carries? If he's not, I need to, you know, I need to get that. I can't let anybody else benefit off that offense and vulture all my TDs. I think we should co-write a book called Draft and Security. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so Kuhn and the gang, and just like six and five were separated by point one, the same is true for four and three. We're into our top three. Um, we're breaking news with these rankings. Coming in at number three, Super China Buffet One. Do you want to explain Super China Buffet? Oh, uh, yeah, I have to. I, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> here in Moses Lake, there is a Chinese restaurant called Super China Buffet 2. <laughs> and, there is, and there is no one. And when the guys were out here for the fantasy draft, we drove right by it and we were just laughing so hard because it was like, you don't name a Chinese restaurant like it's a fucking sequel to a movie, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like an online even, handle. Like, oh, I can't just yeah. do Super China Buffet. That's taken. Yeah, that username is taken. <laughs> so no, no reason for the one. So No reason for the one. So I represent Super China Buffet the first. Someone's going to have to play him and change their name to Super China Buffet too. And what if we had a full <laughs> league of just Super China Buffet? Buffets. <laughs> Every time you lose to me, uh, you take the next number in line. It'd be so disorienting. <laughs> yeah. um, bad idea. If so, if if I were if I were to say what was your the pick you were most proud of, what would you say? Um, honestly, coming after after last year and struggling to find a tight end, I'm pretty pumped about having Hawkinson. I think he's going to be. I think the Lions are going to suck, and I think they're going to have to just throw it a bunch and be behind in games. I think he's going to be a guy that's really good in fantasy and not very good in real life, and the Lions aren't going to be good in real life, but I think he's just going to bank all day. And then I think the pick I'm most excited about, because I've never had him on one of my teams, is fucking Derrick Henry, man. He's got – I've been telling Walker about this, like the fantasy football and just fantasy baseball and stuff. It's like you're trying to draft to win, but there's always like an element on draft day where you're trying to draft guys that have like that fun factor when you want, when you're sitting there on Sundays and you're like, man, I just want to watch that guy play and accumulate points for me at the same time. Like Tyreek Hill has a lot of that, you know, where it's just like, it's so much fun to watch him play. And like Derek Henry, it's, well, it's no fun to root against him, you know? No. And, and, and <laughs> like, I remember playing absolutely Dave's, no fun. Yeah. yeah I, remember, I, I remember this game actually. I remember playing Dave's team last year. And, and when you, are playing against Derrick Henry, you're just like, oh, shit. And he just, like, gets stronger and stronger as the game goes on. And he just, like, beats up the other team. And all of a sudden, he's, like, ripping off, like, 40-yard runs in the third and fourth quarter. And you're just like, oh, and it just crushes your soul. So I want a part of that. So I'm I'm pretty pumped about Derrick Henry probably the most. Yeah, you, you'll be, like, you'll have a four, and then you'll go 
do a project outside and he'll come in and he'll have like a 38 and he'll be running on the TV just from yeah. touchdown to touchdown. You've definitely quartered the market on uh, rookie wide receivers. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, man, like when you draft every year, like do you have like – is there ever any regret? Like, ah, man, I should have got somebody that was at least 25 or – No, dude. I'm, you have like a threshold you. like of like how many young guys and how many established guys you're going to take? Hey, I, I, I got A.J. Green down there to balance it out. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah, how I long is he going to be there? You definitely like 31 too. Yeah, you could put Julio Jones up there next to one of these rookie wide receivers. I'm probably taking the rookie wide receiver every time. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Every year, man, you're just like number one, like second year guys is your wheelhouse, but you'll settle for rookies. I feel like for sure. But 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 it, there, there's something funner about like having all these rookies and the, and these like one of these guys. Like if you one of these three will have a standout year. I think it'll be Waddle, but it could very well be Devonta Smith. And, I feel like. When you talk to Drew, like when he's ranking the best players in the NFL, like he's never looking at right now. He's always looking at the guy like who's going to be good, like three years down the road or like next year or something like that. And that guy is the best right now, no matter what. You know what I mean? It just it just feels better to be like involved with someone who's on the rise versus like you. Who, yes. And they're on the fall. 100%. It's yeah, true. Well, like I am and like that probably has the most to do with why. I, I embrace what I embrace the most is because I'm constantly battling Drew, who's always on the he's always got the young guys. Vitality. He is vitality. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's uh let's move away from Super China Buffet One. And right now, Bob's listening to the podcast. He's like, I made the top three. Yeah, no. There's nobody <laughs> more excited than him. Um, a favorable um favorability amongst all of us bob was high up there on most everyone's board um not mine but um coming in at number two the dementors there has been a lot of name calling against our office today corporate maligning slurring much of it coming from one of you who claims that prison is better than here and none of us can say boo because none of us have ever been to prison. Well, there's somebody I'd like you to meet. Somebody else who has been to prison who can tell you what it is really like. I'm Prison Mike. You know why they call me Prison Mike? Do you really expect us to believe you're somebody else? Do you really expect me to not push you up against the wall, biatch? You know what? Before you get started here, I want to point out a little trend here that uh, our league is kind of there's a little pattern emerging. And our last two champions, Travis Kelsey, has been on both of them. Ooh, and wow. you're looking at the guy who <laughs> uh, essentially gave the keys to our champ last year. <laughs> and uh, he's holding on firm to uh, that linchpin, Travis Kelsey. I think he got him in the second round or third round. He made sure nobody took him. A Walker Nugget. We got to have a sound for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kelsey. Kelsey wins leagues. Um, I think. I think Bob had a terrific draft. Um, Keenan Allen, Russell Wilson, Jonathan Taylor. I think. I think we convinced him to take Jonathan Taylor just by talking about him. True. <laughs> um, I don't think without us kind of like throwing his name out there um, numerous times. The Mike Davis pick is really smart because. Mm-hmm. And I know he had him last year, but Mike Davis is going to be a three-down back in Atlanta. And Arthur Smith, the former Tennessee um, offensive coordinator, is there. Um, Loves running the ball. He got his Husky guy in Ahmed. Um, I like one of the things I, I like to do is like, who would you trade your team for? Like, would you take this team? Like, oh, that's a good exercise. It's a good exercise. Like, would I take their team for mine? I'm not necessarily a hundred percent there with Bob's, but I'm really, really close. And the last couple of years, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have. What does it, what does it say about myself, Dave, that I would never trade my team after a draft for anybody else's team? It's, I think, <laughs> it's, I think, I think that. Well, I think for you, just based on how I know you, I think that's just confidence. Um, uh, she's like, I've worked too damn hard. But at the same time, like admitting that you would do it would also be confidence. But um, if if you were if your team stunk and you were still doing that, we know you were bullshitting. 
Um, or a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think, uh, you know, the running backs are a question mark for me with Robert. Uh, I think they're projected a lot higher than the, I mean, the projections are just crazy for most of these guys. <laughs> like, like, uh, like every team you look at, but, uh, Bob, I mean, he got Russell Wilson back. He's got Travis Kelsey, Keenan out. He's got guys that are going to get opportunities. You know what I mean? So like, they just have to blow it, you know? So I had, I feel like he's in a really good spot because these guys, until they show us elsewhere, uh, otherwise, they're they look really good. Every single one of these guys. Yeah, I think he'll he'll Debo. I don't think he'll be starting Debo. I think he'll probably put Gallup in there. Um, I have t- two observations about Bob's team. These are my own forecasts here. I think that Russell Wilson is going to lead all quarterbacks in fantasy points this year. Hallelujah! Message. And I think Keenan Allen is going to lead all wide receivers in fantasy points in our league this year. So I think he can stay healthy. He's definitely a catch leader. Yeah. I think on most other leagues and maybe without those takes, you might look at those two players and think to yourself, okay, solid guys on the team. But I think if that comes to fruition, then Bob again is right there. Top three and right where he belongs. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Those are two. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think, had the most targets last year. So you might be right about that. He's very thin at wide receiver. I, I'm, I'm now noticing that. Um, Keenan Allen, Beckham, um, Gallup, Aguilar. So a trade will be in the works at some point. Um, you know what, Bob, though? I think Bob last year, you know, it's all speculation, but I think he had a championship team before he traded away Kelsey and did the Gordon the whole Gordon debacle. Yeah. So I think uh, I, I I doubt whether you're going to see Bob doing much trading this year. I think I think he got his guys. I think he's uh, I think he's going to stand firm at least until like right up to the trade deadline. The, the, one of the things that um, interests me about this is that I think every single player or, or GM got like a guy they had a couple guys they had from last year. There's something about that familiarity. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got three of them. He's got Kelsey, Keenan Allen, Debo Russell Sanders. Wilson. Oh, and Debo. Yeah. Debo and too. Mike Davis. Yeah, I, I mean, Drew, well, Drew had Mike I don't know if I'd call him a Bob guy, but he did. There is the familiarity. Yeah, I mean, he definitely got. I, I, I see a lot of uh, what Bob was trying to do last year in this year, and I think I think Bob's going to be a statue, man. I don't think Bob's going to break. Oh, he's. Oh, you call him a statue. Let's just end there. That's perfect. There's, there's no bigger, you know, a Jack Bob, He's got to um, go change his pants after that walk. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Obviously, um, it's no secret. So let's just get right into it. Coming in at number one, our preseason champion, Build the Walla. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you the next president of the United States, Donald Trump. Want to build a wall? Let's make a plan today. Don't want to see We'll have a door that block every day. It will cost a lot of money, but that's fine. Look at Mexico today. Do you want to build a wall? I'm not going to pay for that. Wait a minute. Wait. If you wait, can... wait, wait, wait. I think uh, I'm going to cut in front of you on this one. I think this team's really top heavy. You know, he's going to get carried by his top four guys, Waller, Kamara, Ridley, and Evans. But, uh, man, that's a really good four guys to have. And Justin Herbert, you know, I mean, whether or not they're going to be a good team or not, we know they're going to be throwing the ball like crazy. Yes. Look, I look through his draft pretty closely. Um he took two tight ends in the first eight picks. Um, in his first eight picks, uh, Darren Waller in the second round, and then Logan Thomas, I think, in the eighth round. Um, no shit. Yeah, so it's not like he he didn't go like chalk or kind of what you expected to get this ranking. So I think some things had to fall into place for him. But um, but yeah, I, and then I think my favorite pick of his was Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, I was targeting yeah. him too to try and take that same. I yeah, I, I really like that because Herbert. You know, I mean, he might do better than he did last year, but if he has a little sophomore slump, 
Hertz can pick up right where he left off and start running the ball like crazy and get those just guaranteed points. You know, rushing yards of QBs is just it's it's just almost unfair sometimes. And there's I've, I've noticed like if Logan Thomas is the top five tight end, me and Drew are gonna shake our fists in the air. Like sometimes I think like <laughs> people keep taking guys because they're like he didn't hit, he didn't hit. If he does hit, he has to hit with me. Right. I told you guys like week three he was gonna be the next Darren Waller. You guys didn't believe yeah. me. And then like week 14, 15, 16, he was. Well, I, I still don't believe you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a lot better than I thought, and he's got a lot of uh, Jesper Horstead uh, in him. <laughs> so I got to respect him a little more now. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think Damien Harris might get the lion's share of those carries, but you just never know what they do in New England. Um, there, there's it, ways you can convince your like his wide receivers do kind of feel a little thin. Um, yeah, but do you think he's going to do like what Lions was attempting to do last year and start a couple of tight ends, like start put Gronk or Luke Thomas perhaps in that flex spot? I think if you're putting two tight ends, unless it's well, it just depends on Thomas. I mean, he Thomas is like an athletic freak, but it just hasn't it hasn't you know. I mean, you could put Darren Waller in your flex and feel good about it. That's you true. Know? That's true. But like, I I think I think looking at his team, he just built like a championship team. He doesn't really care about depth, which might yeah. bite him long-term in this season, like as the season goes on. But like he made it. So if any of his starters get hurt for the most part from like the quarterback tight end position, and then that's basically it. He's, he's locked in, you know? And I think he maybe took note of last year of like, you know, for some reason in this league, I don't know what, what if it's like the combination of teams we have and the point scoring system or whatever, but like, Tight ends are so important <laughs> somehow. Yeah, like they, the they, they are weird. Like important. Walker's Nugget with Kelsey, man, and like it's it's true. Like if you can make a difference at tight end, it's huge for some reason. I don't know why, but it's it's the truth. Yeah. Well, it certainly seems like Kelsey is. You know, there's something there's something great about him because there's only I mean there's only three uh, going into this year. There's only three tight ends that are you know. After those three, like you have to like start adding points together with these combining tight ends to co- get the points. Yeah, I think it, I think that's the point. Is like if you get the Wallers, the Kelseys, and whoever is the next up and coming tight end, it makes a huge difference. Like Grady's team last year, you remember without Saquon, but he had Waller, and he Grady was like scoring so many points. Man, Can you imagine if Grady had his first pick? We kept saying it last year. If he had his first pick, Saquon, plus he had Waller and all these other guys, like it would have been nuts. I think yeah. I, I think you're right. And um, I think the, the drop-off of tight ends last year was so like vast. Um, mm-hmm. if you were if you had like the eighth or ninth, I mean you were just in no man's land with white guy names. Um, <laughs> so number one, congratulations. Obviously, you haven't won anything yet, but you're the consensus number one. Before we leave, and I'll start here. One bold prediction from all three of us. I'm going to start my bold prediction. Sorry, Stager out of the playoffs this year. Oh, no, playoffs. That is my bold prediction. You heard it here first. You know, Drew kind of, uh, Drew kind of already took the steam out of my uh, bold prediction this year. But uh, Russell Wilson not only gets his first MVP vote, but he takes the trophy home this year. So, Bob, you did well, my son. So, but does Bob take on the trophy or does Russell Wilson? Because that's just a football take. Well, uh, if he's got the MVP, he's going to have the best quarterback (laughs) in the league. So, Bob's going to be there. That's not, that's, you're not, you're playing. I got a bold. I got a bold game. prediction here. Yeah, I can't am. I think that Luke Duke is going to win it all. Wow. All the way from Thailand. That's all a way from prediction. I, I told you guys I'm trying to avoid my hubris. I can't I can't tell you who I'm going to think of, who I think's going to win it all, you know what I mean? That would take away all the steam, you know. Well, if you're one, confident, it wouldn't be so bold, you know. One right. Seamert is taking it home. <laughs> What'd you say? Seamert is taken at home. That's my bold prediction. Okay, okay. That's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dask Prescott's in his starting lineup now. He's listening. I just love him. <laughs> he just gave a random football take when I asked you for a bold And Tony prediction. Pollard. <laughs> you think we're on NFL Live or something. Um, <laughs> okay. 
All right, guys. Um, <laughs> this is this is awesome. Walker, the Giants will finish first. Yeah, in like, the <laughs> Daniel Jones, top ten quarterback. Yeah, um, thanks, man. Best team on grass. That was awesome. <laughs> that was a great way to finish. Um, all right, um, we're not even to week one yet. Um, this is just an exercise that we're going to be doing over the years, um, and it was good to hear everybody's thoughts, opinions, and where they see everyone. We know it won't shake out like that. We know everybody's teams are going to look a little bit different because of trades. But for now, thank you, everybody, for sending in your entries. Drew, Walker, I'm glad to be back. Um, you boys oh, have yeah. a nice week. Let's enjoy some football. And we'll be back soon. All right. Let's civility reign. Take it easy, guys.